Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Welcome once again to another adventurous journey across the mysterious and terror-filled terrain of the human imagination. The moving finger, the poet said, writes, and having writ, moves on. Not all your piety nor wit shall lure it back to cancel half a line, nor all your tears wash out a word of it. Well, we seek no quarrel with the great Omar, but the fact is that anything written can be rewritten, even erased. It's all merely a matter of knowing the right people. What do you need the money for? To bet with. It's immoral. It's a way to make a fortune. Besides, you can lose. Oh, oh, not me. I've heard people say that before on the way to the poorhouse. Jerry, listen. I know who's going to win the World Series. I know who's going to be elected president next year. I know what stocks are going up. You're crazy. Just let me have the money, Jerry. I'll double it, quadruple it. There's no limit to what we can win. I know everything that will happen in the next 21 years. We can be the richest people in the world, Jerry. We, we can own the world. mystery drama, Yesterday's Murder, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Mercedes McCambridge. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule, and Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser. Admittedly, this is not the best of all possible worlds. But it's the only world we have at this point. And so there are times when we despair of the inequity and unfairness of so many things. But we should remember, there is justice. Even though it may not always look that way, there is justice. And justice moves at its own pace, manifests itself in its own way. A way that is sometimes as obvious and dramatic as a bolt of lightning. Sometimes as silent, as unobtrusive as the fall of a leaf. But either way, justice will have been done finally, irrevocably, and for all eternity. But let us begin our story, or rather continue. For who knows when any story really begins. At Ramiletti's, which is, as you know, a very chic very exclusive watering place for the very wealthy. May I get you something, madam? Well, I'm expecting someone, so I'll just order a small... Why, it's Dottie. Dottie Malloy. Hello, Jane. Dottie, it can't be... It can't be you. Why not? Because you look so... uh, So old. Oh, I I, I didn't mean that. I, I suppose I do look old. But you're just a year older than I am. You can't even be 40 yet. I'm two years younger than you are, Jane. 
And I was just 43 last week. I didn't recognize you at first. Have I changed that much in 20 years? No, no, I was just so busy looking at the necklace and the earrings and, and, and the rings. Mm. The diamonds are all genuine. But if you got them, wear them. Well, to answer your question, you haven't changed. You look exactly the same. Same as you did when we were both working at Waterfield and Prentice. Actually, you look better. I don't suppose... That is, I... I guess you're not allowed to sit down and talk to me. No, I'm... I'm... I'm very happy for you, Jane. Well, that's another thing. I can't say that I'm happy for you. Uh, how is... Uh, Harold? Oh, yes, yes, Harold. He's fine. Still as handsome as ever? Handsomer. Hmm? What's he doing now? Oh, you know what he's doing. Yeah, I suppose I do. Still selling men's suits at Westings. No, not at Westings, but at a place just like it. That's all he ever wanted to do. Is to wear smart clothes. I want to apologize to you, Dottie. What for? Oh, for the way I hated you. For taking Harold away from me. I couldn't take what you didn't have. I know. Actually, you did me a favor. Yes, I can see that I did. I would have been stuck with Harold, just as... Just as I am. Hmm. Well, this way I made three fantastic marriages. Each one wealthier than the last. I'm glad for you. Oh, Daddy, I want to cry. Why? Because... Because I look at you and I remember how you how you used to be, how you sparkled. Well, that's life. No. No, it's not life. It's it's money. Or I should say not having money. Daddy, let me do something for you. What? Well, now, just don't take what I'm about to say the wrong way, Daddy. Let me give you some money. No, 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 Jane. Money can't help me. I don't say... Nothing can help me. That's the only way to put it. And I'm serious, Jane. The only thing I can say is that I... I'm under a curse. Daddy, that's... It's true. And I deserve it. So... What's your order? Daddy? Is there any point in my saying that we should get together soon? No. No, Jane, you know as well as I do, there is no point in your saying it. Hey, you're late. Yeah, I had to work dinner. Oh, it's okay. I made myself a sandwich. You eat? I'm not hungry. Well, should you be... No, no, maybe later. Did anybody interesting come into the place today? No. Nobody. Oh, you know, I kind of wish I worked in a place where you could meet celebrities. You don't meet them, Harold. You just wait on them. Well, it should give you something to talk about, wouldn't it? Hey, I'm glad I had a chance to see you before I left. So where are you going? Where am I? <laughs> you know, you haven't changed a single little bit in 20 years. You're still the greatest little kidder in the whole wide world. I forgot. It's Tuesday night. Yes, indeedy, Dottie. It's Tuesday night. And old handsome Harold goes bowling for 17 years, man and boy, through rain and sleet and snow and hail. Yeah, well, I think I'll go lie down. Oh, sure, honey. Why don't you do that? You you look tired. And good night, honey. Don't be too late. You know, you always say that. Good night. I'll see you. Huh? What's the... 
Oh, now what did he do? Forget his key. Look at me. I must have fallen asleep on the couch. All right, all right. I'm coming, I'm coming. Honestly, Harold, the least you could do is take... Oh. Good evening. Did I waken you? Who are you? I'm Mr. Carpenter. And you are Mrs. Malloy. Yes. What do you want, Mr. Carpenter? I should say, what do you want, Mrs. Malloy? Well, you're the one who rang my bell. Yes, because you sent for me. I sent for you. I'm from Opportunity Incorporated. Opportunity Incorporated? Why don't I come in? Ah, thank you. Oh, I have a copy of your letter here. My letter? You don't recognize it? Oh. You're the people who had that ad in the paper. Precisely, Mrs. Malloy. Well, what are you selling? Nothing. Well, let me put it this way. What will whatever you have to give away cost me? Nothing. Well, how do you stay in business? Whatever your business is. We're a uh, non-profit organization. Well, then I don't understand. A copy of our ad. See? Would you like an opportunity to change the course of your life? If so, write Opportunity Unlimited. You wrote, I'm here. You know what it's about? What's it about? A job? Or, or a chance to go into a new business? I mean, what, what do you want it to be? Well, it's too late to change the course of my life. It's never too late. Well, you don't understand. I think I do. You see, something happened a long time ago. Twenty-one years ago, to be exact. Yes, that's right, and I... I... And you think you're still being punished for it. Wait a minute. How do you know... I know everything. What do you mean, everything? Who are you? I told you. Mr. Carpenter, from Opportunity Unlimited. Now, on a certain evening, 21 years ago... What? Wait. Which evening? You know the evening. How can you ever forget it? You dream about it every night. You relive it in every night. I don't know what you're talking about. Sure you do. How would I be able to remember some evening? Let me refresh your memory. You were working for a brokerage house called Waterfield and Prentice. It was nine o'clock at night. The entire building was empty, deserted, except for... Well, except for you... What were you doing there at nine o'clock at night? What were you doing in Mr. Waterfield's private office? What were you doing taking money out of Mr. Waterfield's safe? Suddenly you turn ashy white with fear. You hear a door open, and it's... It's old Jerry, the night watchman. And he asks you the very same question. What are you doing at that safe, Dottie? Oh, Jerry... Oh, you scared me. Well, you see, uh, uh, Mr. Waterfield called me. And he asked, could I come down here and take this money out of the safe? And, uh... No, Dottie. It ain't so. He didn't ask you nothing of the sort. Oh, but I tell you, he... he, he... Besides, you ain't supposed to know the combination. How'd you find the combination, Dottie? Jerry. Jerry, listen. I know you were tempted, and, and I can understand that, Dottie. I need this money. 
It's not just for me. It's to help somebody. Jerry, I'm not supposed to know the combination. Nobody could ever trace this to me. Well, I guess not. And it's only $20,000. What's $20,000 to old man Waterfield? He can afford to lose it. Look, Jerry, I'll, I'll give you some of it. 5000 No, Dottie. I'm taking this money. You can't stop me. I'll have to report you, Dottie. I'll deny it. It's your word against mine. Enough people around here think you're getting senile anyhow. Now, Jerry, get out of my way. I'll have to stop you, Dottie. It's my duty. You're an old man, and I don't want to hurt you. Now, let go of me. Put the black money no. back. Get your hands off me. Put it back, Dottie. No. Please. Dottie, put it. Put it. Jerry. Jerry, I didn't touch you. It's my heart. I have pills in my shirt pocket. Give me me a... Jerry, don't. Jerry, please don't die. I'll put the money back, but please, Jerry. Oh. But he did die. And you didn't put the money back. What do you want? Did you come here to blackmail me? Tell me. Were you sincere? Would you really put the money back if you had another chance? Yes. It would have saved Jerry's life if I'd done it when he asked me. That's why I am here. To give you that opportunity to put the money back. Put the money back? That money's been gone for years. $20,000. And I never had so much as a penny's worth of enjoyment out of it. How would you like the chance to put the money back. How can I put it back? I don't have it. Would you like to have the chance to put it back while he was still asking you to do it? What are you saying? What are you saying? can't be very much doubt about what he's saying. He's certainly saying it clearly enough. But can it be done? Even so, you certainly have to admit, it isn't the kind of offer you get every day. Should she take him up on it? Would you? I shall return shortly with Act Two. say you can't go back again. Once you leave a certain time and a certain place, it's gone forever. On the face of it, it sounds like an extremely sound rule. However, as everyone knows, every rule has its exceptions. And this is what a Mr. Carpenter seems to be discussing with Dottie Malloy. What I'm saying, Mrs. Malloy, and I thought I was saying it clearly is would you like to have the chance to put the money back when old Jerry asked you to? But that's impossible. I didn't ask you if it was possible. I asked you if you would like to have the chance to do it. I know I'm not asleep. I'm not dreaming all this. No, you're wide awake. Well, your answer... Twenty thousand dollars. That was a fortune. A fortune. I thought it would change my whole life. And it did. It made me an old woman long before my time. I know. I had to hide that money. I had to lie about every nickel of it. 
When Harold needed $5,000 to go into business, I made up a story of an aunt who died and left me them. Oh, what's the difference? He went bankrupt anyhow. I bought stocks that dropped out of sight. I bet on horses. Some of them never even finished. That's right. It was as if there was a curse on that money. Well, you seem to know everything, was there? Well, let's say you should never have taken it. Would my life have been different? Yes. Tell me how. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Without that murder on your conscience. Don't call it murder. It was... It was... What was it? (laughs) You would have looked at things differently. Had a different attitude. Unless, of course... Unless what? Unless you happen to be a thief in your heart. In which case... One way or another, you'd wind up just about the way you are now. A failure filled with remorse. I'm not a thief. I wasn't... I never stole anything in my life until... Well, you probably never had the opportunity. Don't say that. I have to say that because... There's no point in giving you a chance to make amends if... If? If in the end you do the same thing all over again. Do you think I'd... Oh, Lord. To get one night's sleep. To lose the sight of that old man's face. I would give my soul. You don't have to give anything. Money. Once I thought it was everything. Oh, look what it did to me. I hate it. I don't want it. Please, give me that chance. Give me that chance. Oh, listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. I must be crazy. Somehow, a stranger comes into my house, and somehow he found out a secret about me. And for some reason which I can't understand, he chooses to amuse himself. I admit this is shocking to you. But there's one way to prove that I'm serious and you're not crazy. Go back. Go back? 21 years? Yes. I'm afraid. Afraid? Afraid to be young again? Afraid to have another chance, another lifetime? How would a thing like this work? It's very simple. You agree to go back for the express purpose of rectifying an unfortunate action that you committed under stress. You are given an opportunity to do it. And then, do I come back here to the present? That's... that's difficult to say. You're going back there. Here won't happen for another 21 years. So, where here is going to be will depend on the new life you'd make for yourself. Oh, well... What have I got to lose? My wonderful job. This beautiful apartment. My intelligent husband. (laughs) I'm ready. A word of caution. If you don't put that money back... Oh, how can you even bring that up? That's what I'm going back there for, isn't it? Well, I would just like to warn... You don't have to warn me about anything. You just sold me. How do we do it? Listen to me. I must be crazy. I really believe what you're saying. Now that you understand, come with me. Where? For a walk. At this hour? 
When we get downstairs, it won't be this hour. But I'm not dressed to go walking. You're not dressed for 21 years ago either. But don't worry. It will all adjust itself. Come. But I... Well? Harold, he'll come back. He'll worry. No, he won't. Once you walk out of here, this place no longer exists. I'm scared. That's perfectly natural. Don't be afraid. Come. Here, hold my hand. Now come with me. Come. We'll walk downstairs and into the street. Come. It's day. It's daylight. How did it get to be daylight? It was just 9.30 at night. How did it get to be... Oh! Now, don't be alarmed. Please. But look at the cars. Look at them. Those cars are 20 years old. All those cars. They're brand new. And they're Snyder's. That's Snyder's coffee shop across the street. We used to go there for lunch. All of us from the office. But they tore it down. Ten years ago, they built a new... You've gone back, Dottie. Don't you understand? You're not Dottie Malloy. You're still Dottie Sandy. Look at my dress. And these shoes. I threw these out long ago. No, no, I didn't. I remember... You wanted to go back, Dottie. You're back. I feel so... Young? Yes, that's it. I feel young. But tell me, why do I remember everything that takes place for the next 21 years? Why do I know that? Because... You're not all the way back yet. Until that money is returned to the safe, your new life hasn't really begun. Well, then let me go and return it. What are we waiting for? It's only 9.30 in the morning. You have to wait till 9 o'clock tonight. Oh. Well, what am I going to do until then? Go through the day. Just as you did last time. No, I'd like to change some of the things I did last time. You can only change one of them. The thing you did nine o'clock at night. Say, we can't stand around here all day. You're late for work. And you know what a bear old Mr. Waterfield is. Well, goodbye, Dottie. Goodbye? Yes, goodbye. But when will I see you again, Mr. Carpenter? Never. Never? Never. Unless, of course, you don't live up to our bargain. Then I guess this is goodbye. Goodbye, Dottie. And good luck. Dottie. Hi, Jane. You're 40 minutes late. I know, I know. Old Waterfield is having a 14-carat fit. Honestly, he's given me such a headache. Oh, there he goes again. I'll get it. Yes, Mr. Waterfield. Well, where have you been? Oh, I, I just got back, Mr. Waterfield. From where? Oh, never mind. Come in here. I'm so glad you're here, Dottie. He makes me ill. Well, why don't you go lie down? <sighs> All right. If you don't feel any better, go on home. Oh, but Harold's taking me to dinner tonight. No. No, he isn't. What do you mean? Well, I mean he isn't. If you don't feel well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I... Oh, I have to quit this job. That Mr. Waterfield, he makes me so nervous. I just wish Harold would ask me to marry him. Just a minute. Now, repeat that combination slowly. 
12 left, 12 right, and around to zero twice. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Why do they always have to change the damn things? You know, sooner remember one combination that Miss Sanders, Dottie... I'm right here, sir. I was just coming in the door. Now, make a note. I want Kelly to pick up 5,000 shares of International Motors of the market. International Motors? That's what I said. But wasn't there a big scandal? Scandal? What scandal? Yes, they went bankrupt. And the president, Abner Stilson, went to jail. Miss Sanders, have you taken leave of your senses? Excuse me, sir. What year is this? Well, now I know there's something wrong. Oh, that's right. It hasn't happened yet. And it won't for about a... I'm sorry, sir. Dottie, I have no problems with that flighty one outside, that Jane. Now, don't you go haywire on me, too. I'm sorry, sir. Now, I want Peters to buy 2,000 shares of Midwest Steel. Uh, that is, if you approve... Midwest Steel? Sir, that's a... That's a what? That's a sleeper. That'll go to... Y- yes, yes, yes. Excuse me, sir. I'm just feeling... Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of wild this morning. Well, maybe you better see a doctor. No, sir. I'm all right. I, I'm just very happy. About what? Oh, about... About everything. Hi, Dottie. Oh, hi, Harold. Uh, Jane isn't here. I know. She just wasn't feeling well, so she went home. I know. I didn't come to see Jane. Oh? I came to see you. Me? How about lunch? Oh, now, look, Harold. You have to eat, don't you? And I have to eat, and I happen to be in the neighborhood. When Jane happens to be my best friend. I like her, too. I don't do things that way. Tell you what, I'll really splurge. I'll take you to Ramaletti's. I'm sorry, Harold. What time do you go out? 12.45. Meet you downstairs. Yeah, I think I'll have the... Now, uh... don't go looking for the cheapest thing on the menu. Boy, even the cheapest thing is practically out of sight. Dottie, you know what bothers me? What? That you're impressed by a place like this. Well, it's very expensive. <laughs> it's only money. And it's all you need to eat here. Actually, it's all you need to go anywhere. Do anything. Money. Well, I never had any money. I never did either. But I'm going to. I'm not going to be a salesman all my life. I intend to own a place. Oh, sure. Well, there are plenty of good locations. And I know how to sell. Yeah, you do have a wonderful personality, Harold. No reason why I shouldn't be on my own. Well, (laughs) there is a reason. What's that? Well, you can even sing it. Do, re, mi. <laughs> yes, indeed, Dottie. The good old cabbage leaves. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. All it takes is a few thousand, five, six maybe, to get set up. Well, let's enjoy the here and now. <laughs> Why don't you try the rack of lamb? Where is it? Oh, Harold. That costs $12. It's delicious. I'm going to have it. Yeah, but 12 for you and 12 for me, that that's... <laughs> Just for lunch, it adds up to... It adds up to zero, Dottie. Twelve and twelve are zero. What? What did you say? Nothing. No, what did you say? About twelve and twelve. I said twelve and twelve add up to zero. Twelve left, twelve right, and around to zero twice. What are you saying, Daddy? What am I saying? Oh, um, nothing. Nothing at all. But I think... 
I will have the rack of lamb after all. Great. Did you ever have it before? Sure. Once. Where? Here. Here? I thought you said you never ate here. Well, I did. And I didn't. <laughs> you say the craziest things. I know. I think that's why I, I've fallen in love with you. Oh, uh, how was the rack of lamb? It's not so hot. Well, in that case, let's not have it. No. We must. What are you saying? I'm saying we can't change anything. Just yet. So far, it's all on schedule. The day runs its course just as it did 21 years ago. Dottie was late to work. She overheard the boss muttering the combination of the office safe. She stole her best friend's boyfriend. Stole may be a harsh word, but here we deal in realities. Realities so real that they can be considered fantastic. We'll find out how she handles the rest of the day when I return shortly with Act Three. Sometimes you get a chance to do it all over again. Sometimes. And you know exactly how to handle the situation this time. There's absolutely no way to commit that fatal blunder. Because this time, you are forewarned. Forearmed. You have foresight. How could you possibly do it wrong? Oh. Hello, Harold. Mr. Carpenter. Well, Harold was supposed to call me. He did last time. And he will again. And will I go to dinner with him? Yes. And do I have to go through that situation with Jane again? You know you do. And then you must come back here, too. Oh, yes, I know. And I will. The only reason I called was to wish you luck. Oh, I don't need any luck. And I have every intention of doing it. I'd better hang up. Because even now, Harold is dialing you a number to ask you to dinner. Goodbye, Daddy. Why, from Ramalettis to Snyder's, all in one day. Well, I have to admit, the food's much cheaper here. Yeah, well, I think it's better. No, I have to improve your taste. Harold... What were you saying about going into business? Was I saying anything about... Yeah, at lunch. Oh, oh I always talk that way. It's it's just talk. Where could I ever get the kind of money it takes to... Well, go? you could save it. I don't make enough. Well, still, you could put it aside. Oh, sure, but you have to be the saving kind, and that's just not me. Yeah, but if you did have the money... But just suppose. You mean, like, just suppose the moon is made out of green cheese? No, suppose. If I had it? Oh, that'd be a brand new ball game. I'd open my own store. I'd know what styles to buy. I'd know how to handle my customers. Oh, Dottie, I could make a fortune. I believe you would. Well, look, I don't do too badly now. I'm still the best salesman old man Westing has. I make enough to... To what? Well, listen to me. I have no trouble selling a suit of clothes. But I have all kinds of trouble selling myself. Well, don't oversell, Harold. Huh? I mean, you just about closed the deal. Dottie. No, no, don't. Don't kiss me, Harold, please. But 
Don't you realize what you just said? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But first, I, I have to talk to Jane. Jane? Why? Well, because she... Dottie, I, I just dated Jane now and then. I never gave her any reason to think that there well, was... Well, I'm sure you didn't, but she seems to think so, and that's the same thing. But, look... No, no, I really feel I owe her an explanation. I thought you were my friend. Jane. Yeah, yeah, I see it all now. Jane, there isn't anything to see except the truth. We just happened to fall in love with each oh, other. Oh, take him. Take him in good riddance. He's just a phony. Big, good-looking, but not a brain in his head. You'll never get anywhere, you'll never be anybody, and you'll never have anything. You'll wind up supporting him. Oh, no, Jane. It's for the best. I know it's for the best. You don't see it now, but you will later. I never want to see you again. Now, don't stand there. Get out. All right, Jane. All right. Dottie. Daddy, please, for your own sake, give him back to me. Daddy, look at you, so pretty and so smart. You could do so much better than Harold. Don't let him ruin your life. Me? What does it matter? I know, I'm just plain Jane. He's good enough for me, but he's not good enough for you. I know. You know? Well, then why? I can't help it, Jane. I can't help it. Did you tell her? Yes, I told her. Was it bad? Yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm sorry. Well, it's nobody's fault. Well, look, it's still early enough. How about a movie? Harold... Carl, could you really make a go of it? Make a go of what? Your own business. Well, sure, but that's just a wild dream. The wildest dreams can come true. We're so serious tonight. Let's see a funny move. Harold, could you make a go of your own business? I have to know. Well, the answer is sure. I could make a million bucks. All I need is the chance. Now, how about that movie? No. I want to go home. I have a headache. Sure you just want to go to sleep? Yeah, I'm sure. It's been such a great day. I I hate to see it end. Well, I guess I'm just overexcited. After all, a girl doesn't get a proposal every day. Why don't I come by for you in the morning? We'll have breakfast and lunch and dinner. And maybe in between we can get married. <laughs> and very soon I, I, I want my family to come in from the West Coast. I'll be by bright and early in the a.m. Are you happy? Yes, yes. You're beautiful, Dottie. See you, Angel. Would you take me to the Waterfield Prentice Building, 12th and Main? Twelve right. Twelve left. And around to zero. Twice. And I'm right. It opens. What are you doing uh, at the safe, Dottie? Jerry. Oh, Jerry, you scared me. 
Well, you see, uh, Mr. Waterfield called and asked me if I could take this money to... Now, that ain't so, Dottie. He didn't ask you nothing of the sort. But I tell you, he did. Besides, you ain't supposed to know the combination. How did you happen to learn the combination? Well, I... I, I... Well, what's the difference? You, 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 you were tempted. I, I can understand that, Doctor. Jerry, I need this money. It's not just for me. It's to help somebody. And it's only $20,000. What does $20,000 mean to old man Waterfield? Listen to me, Jerry. I'll, I'll give you some of it. Here, take 5000 No, Dottie. No. Why don't we split it? Put the money back. Lock the safe. And we'll both forget about tonight. No. I'm taking this money. Put it back, Dottie. Well, of course, of course I'll put it back. Now you're talking sense. After all, that's what I came back here for. You'll be happier in the long run. That's the kind of money that never brings anything good. This way, you'll always have your peace of mind. Sure, sure. You're being smart, Dottie. Jerry, listen to me. I'm not really going to take this money. No? No. I'm just going to borrow it. And you're right, I was a stupid, immature kid that time, that last time. But not this time, Jerry. This time. Do you know what I know? No. Now listen, Dottie. This time I know all the stocks that are going to go up. All the horses that are going to win. Listen, this year, this year, the socks are going to win the pennant. No, I know you're crazy. The socks are going to come from nowhere to win it 100 to 1. Dottie, you're out of your mind. And Sweet Reward is going to win the derby. And there's a stock, Midwest Steel. If you get in on it right now, Jerry, I know so many things. Dottie, just put the money back. Yeah, I will, Jerry, I will. Right No, not right now. Tomorrow. I just want to borrow it for one day. Please, Dottie, I don't want you to get into trouble. I need the cash just for a few hours. Jerry, you and I will be millionaires. Please trust me, believe me. Put it back, Get out of my way. I'll have to report you. I'm not stealing it. I'll put it back tomorrow. Tomorrow night, you'll Uh, see. Dottie, right now, there's no harm done yet. Let go of me. Please, Dottie, I'm trying to help you. Don't get your hand I have to stop you, Dottie. I'm not stealing this money. Don't you understand? I'm not stealing it. Put it back. Put it back. I don't want to hurt you, Jerry. You're an old man. Money. Back. Please. Jerry, I have this gift I can see into the future. You'd be able to retire. Put it, put it back. I will, I will. My heart. Jerry. In my pocket. My shirt pocket. What? I've got pills. Oh, please, please, please I... don't die on me. Please don't uh, die. Uh, uh. Jerry. I'm afraid he's Mr. Carpenter. Yes, Mr. Carpenter. Well, I didn't kill him. He died of a heart attack. You saw it? Yes, I saw and I heard everything. Well, now we take a dim view of this sort of thing at Opportunities Unlimited. We do indeed. Well, don't you see what I was trying to do for him? I give him an opportunity to, 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 to better himself. But that was not our agreement. You had agreed to put the money back. What? What are you going to do to me? I won't do anything to you. I'll I'll put the money back right now. Where will you put it? In a safe. On a wall. In which safe? On what wall? It's dark. How did it get so dark? What happened to the light? No, you can keep the money. I can keep the money? Certainly. 
for all the good it will do you. Oh, it'll do me plenty of good now. Now I know how to use it. I can do things that... Where are the lights? The lights? Yes, where are the lights? Hey, what's that noise? The lights, as you know, they won't be invented for at least a thousand years. What? The noise, where... Where am I? Where am I? I would say... You're on the southern coast of England. The year is 874. How could I go back to 874? You're hiding in a tiny hut. The noise is that of a Viking raid. The village is burned, looted. There's quite a bit of murder, robbery, rape. Why, what are you saying? That's how things were in those days. Besides, why worry? You have money. Those pretty little pieces of green paper. Will they kill me? I don't know. Oh, please. Please, Mr. Carpenter. They don't kill everybody. And you've got $20,000 in good American money. Oh, please, please, please save me. They're right outside. You've got $20,000, Let's see you buy your way out of this trap. was lucky in one sense. The chief of the Viking raiders was Eric the Red. He had an eye for pretty ladies. So instead of killing her, he kept her for himself. So, basic relationships didn't really change. Instead of keeping house for Harold Malloy, she kept house for Eric the Red. And talking about houses, don't you leave the house till I come back shortly. go all the way back and forth in time? Before you answer no, consider. Practically, all of you have already done it. How, you ask? Well, don't you set your clocks for daylight savings time? Ah, but that's only an hour. Sure. But it's the principle. Remember, the greatest oak was once a tiny acorn. Our cast included Mercedes McCambridge, Patricia Wheel, Robert Maxwell, and Leon Janney. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Now, a preview of our next tale. Oh, why did you leave the stage after the show, Pan? I, I can't go on, Lottie. After performing a miracle, you can't go on. The entire audience is on its feet calling for you, and you can't go on. After what just happened... What did happen out there, Mr. Klein? It was, it was as if... Oh, well, go on, tell me, what happened to you? Well, something, some force suddenly gripped my right arm, began to pull my hand, my, my right hand, off the keyboard. I, I I didn't know what was happening to me. I thought I was having some sort of seizure, or I was going mad, or, or I don't know what. And, and then... My left hand kept playing. You mean you kept playing with your left no, hand? No, 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 Lottie, no. My right arm, it was forced down to my side, and, and I was scared. I was so scared I couldn't have gone on playing with my left, and I didn't. It did. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division.
This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. (laughs) 